on this episode of the Autumn Windbags is Max Crosby going from a football player that does fighting to a fighter that happens to do football. We look at the Raiders-Rams joint practice, what we're expecting from their preseason game coming up. And is Howie Long too cool for Skechers commercials? How can Soto predict when his cat will lick his balls? And would you trade Aiden O'Connell for Trey Lance straight up? And we love you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. Going no hat sleeveless. It was over 90. It's hot, man. It is so hot. My freaking balls are stuck to my legs. I I really hope there's people in like Phoenix, Vegas, deep in the south where it's like 100 plus laughing at us. But no, No, it's Long Beach. The end of day's heat. Maybe. The South, maybe. That moist heat, swamp yeah, cooler heat. Not. That's, just what, that's what we have right now. That humidity yeah. is not good. Well, the good news is we are just 24 days Ooh. away from Raiders Broncos. Charles Week Woodson, one. Marcus Peters. It's a big one. It's a big special yeah, one. Yeah, man. Officially less than a month away, right in the middle of preseason football. I feel good. Uh, it's good. We're feel good really about there. it. It's really nice. Definitely feeling it. Uh, And along those lines, because it's preseason football, the second to last joint practice for the Raiders was today. We're recording this Wednesday night. As you're listening to this or watching this, the final joint practice of the Raiders will be going on the uh, the 17th of August, tomorrow or today, depending on when you're watching this, which is a big deal because we've seen that Josh McDaniels isn't big on starting starters, uh, unless it's Josh Jacobs last season. He's trying to send a message, which either worked or didn't, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> so it oh, looked pretty good to me. I mean, he played well, right? So it looks so it's um, probably the last time we'll, our starters will get any sort of semi live reps. And that'll be in joint practices on Thursday. Uh, so the Rams are in town, or uh, we're in town for the Rams up in their Thousand Oaks training center. It's got to be 100 degrees up there. It's tough. It's brutal. And um, depending on who you ask, can tell you how it went. So we saw how well the Raiders played against the 49ers in the joint practices, and it was even more dominant in the preseason game. Now, preseason game, you can tell uh, – machismo energy you know kind of a, a vo- specific players obviously aiden o'connell was the guy who who looked the best cole fotheringham, fotheringham. Also, looked, also looked fantastic for us but you know it's it's second stringer versus second stringer so how much can you really tell um but it, when it's the joint practices is when you get starters versus starters a little bit and depending on who you believe can tell you how our defense performed in the joint practices so Levi Damien, um, member of my alma mater, both under San Francisco State, so he holds a close place in my heart. That's for UFC today, or USA today. If the Raiders are to have joint practice session with the Rams that looks anywhere near as good as the ones they had against the 49ers, they're really going to have to pick it up because the first day was considerably disappointing by that standard. 
team sessions were lacking on both sides of the ball for the Raiders. Whenever Stafford stepped on the field, he was carving up the Raiders secondary. It was pretty much if you were the Rams, it was pretty much if you were the Rams offense, not so much if you were the Raiders defense. So it's like, okay, we got, you know, maybe came down to earth a little bit. Sean McVay and his magic, Matthew Stafford healthy. You know, the Rams aren't what they, isn't the same Super Bowl team that it was, but there's still elements to that. It's like, okay, maybe it was a, you know, coming back down to earth moment for the Raiders a little bit. But then you go to the Athletic and Vic Tafer and Tashawn Reed, and it was a much different story. Um, it seemed like on both sides of the ball, they were saying how the Raiders looking great. The defensive line specifically for the Raiders was doing awesome. Um, Aiden O'Connell had one really ugly pass that was intercepted. Other than that, played pretty well. Jimmy G hit Devontae Adams. Yes, Devontae Adams is back and playing 100%. We'll get to the injuries in just a second. Hit him deep with a couple ones. So I guess it kind of depends, Soto, on maybe who you believe. Maybe they had different angles. Maybe they're looking at them through different prisms, right? Maybe Levi's a little more pessimistic. Maybe the athletic guys are more optimistic. What do you make of the you've, – you've read all the reports. What do you make of the, the differing messages? Well, I mean, they're talking about different levels of the defense. One per, one guy was talking about the secondary while the other guy was talking about the front, the defensive line. Mm-hmm. It could have – I don't know if it was – I know it was mentioned a little bit that it was 11 on 11s in some of it, but, you know, there's also one-on-one drills. There, you know, there's just line drills where it's, you know, defensive line versus offensive line. So it could be a couple different things, but um, yeah, the main thing is you're, they're talking about two different levels of the defense. So the the defensive line could have had a really good day, but you know maybe the the secondary really wasn't uh, you know holding their end. Um, we'll go piece by piece. I really like the athletic when they did kind of a moment by moment. Tafer did the offense, and Reed did the defense. Uh huh. So a couple of notes. Um, Philip Dorsett, nice day. He caught a 70-yard pass from Jimmy G, which is very nice to hear considering that's like not a straight. Like the air, 70 yards? Eh, he didn't say specifically. We'll see. Got it. Um, but it was another another deep pass, and he kind of pulled up a little bit, had maybe a little bit like a hammy thing. Um, he missed the last 30 minutes of practice. I'm going to keep an eye on uh, Devonta Adams and Hunter Renfro back from injuries. They said they look good. Um, again, tight end Cole Fotheringham picked up right where he left off Sunday when he caught five passes for 71 yards against the Niners. Um, he showed some good hands today. I wonder if he's going to start or I'll not start, but, uh, but make the, but make the 53 because Jesper's pretty much ahead of him, right? Like you got mayor, um, Hooper, uh, uh, Hooper, Jesper. They're I, he either has to beat out Jesper or they're going to carry four, which is certainly possible. Four is definitely possible, yeah. especially if like your fourth is really good. But I just don't know if they're going to keep four because they're probably going to keep a lot of receivers because we've got a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to keep a lot of defensive backs because we don't have a lot of good ones. And there's going to be like, look, we're just going to have to hope one of these guys gets better as the season goes <laughs> along. But the Raiders do do enough two tight end sets where maybe he does keep four, but, and again, it's been two joint practices and one preseason came, but Cole bothering him 
It's looked pretty pretty awesome. These look really good, man. And uh, like you said, they like to use a lot of two tight end sets. It really depends on how he does and what he's able to do uh, on special teams. Because mm -hmm. if able to take over one of those spots, one of those running back slash linebacker spots, maybe uh, he could have a chance to stick around just for the for the um, for the special teams. And you know, he does have uh, the receiver skills as well. So on to the defense. Um, this is the most optimistic, or this is, I think, the part that when you're getting differing results from Levi and the athletic, I think this is the difference, right? I think the DBs, it sounds like the DBs got lit up, but the defensive front did well. Um, Raiders defensive line overwhelmed the Rams offensive line. When was the last time we uttered that sentence? Jeez. Winning the vast majority of one-on-one -on -one drills early in practice. Matthew Butler had the rep of the pier when the bull rush Rams offensive lineman Grant Miller knocked him off his feet. Adam Plant came close to a bull rush. Defensive tackles Bilal Nichols, John Jenkins, and Isaac Rochelle also flashed. If our defensive interior can be just average, that is a drastic improvement for our defense overall. Like They, they don't even have to be good. If they can be an average defensive line, like, hey, really good, really good linemen beat them, bad ones they beat, they can hang with, you know, 80% of the O-line. They can just hang and let our defensive ends get to work. That, I think, is the start. That's the foundation of the defense we're looking for. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is it, it doesn't normally work that way. Usually mm -hmm. when you have an average line, it's like, you have guys that are either playing well above their capabilities or guys that are maybe slipping on the on the way down that were a, a once a lot better, right? Yeah. I think that we're on the on the uptick right now because you know you have Max in, in fully engulfed in his prime, right? Mm -hmm. Uh you have Malcolm Coons who's said to have, you know, been doing pretty well. You have just a bunch of guys that are like clones of each other. You have four guys out there that are you got Max, you have Chandler Jones, you have Plant, and now Tyree Wilson, who are out there, who are all 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, long-armed, you know, quick edge rusher guys. Mm -hmm. And I think with with that type of depth, um, where we're going to see a big difference is is later on in games. And because of that, uh, it's, it's, it's going to get hard to stay in the middle. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not you're not you're not like performing to like strive for the middle, right? Yeah. It's it's either like you're slipping because you used to be good, or you're you're really young and unknown or improving, and you kind of like oh you did a little bit better. And that's where you get in the middle. I think we're going to be a, as far as the defensive line goes. I think we're going to be a much better than that. Well, when you were atrocious at defensive tackle, being average is a giant improvement. You know what I'm saying? Like that mm -hmm. that is the ascension, <laughs> getting to average. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just I don't see us being atrocious because we have bad players. I just think we, last we were year, atrocious think, last last season. I think so last any, season we were there because we didn't have the players that we have this year. And that's my point. Whether it's schematics, whether it's personnel, whether it's this like energy that Max Crosby's talking about, whether it's you know, the ends are just getting so much better and they're all demanding double teams and now defensive tackles can start getting in there. I'm just saying, if we get average production from the, from the defensive tackles, 
the entire defense, I think, is going to be exponentially better. Right. Like if our, if our linebackers got to average, like that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Like that's, a, a, you know, that'd be great for us, but I don't think it makes the same total defensive improvement as if our defensive tackles started carrying their weight, which is ironic because they're the fattest guys on the defense. Uh, this is the part. So while Levi Damien got into the details, this is all the athletic wrote about the Raiders secondary. The Raiders secondary got off to a slow start during one-on-one drills. That's it. <laughs> like Levi was talking about specific instances where they were getting beat. Um, so it does sound like the defensive line was doing well, but the defensive backs weren't, which I, I, and we'll get into this later as well as the defense played against the 49ers in the preseason. How much of that was that the Niners quarterback is just a bust now, right? Like, was it really like, all right, our DBs are playing fantastic. I think, I think they played a little bit better. Like they didn't seem like anyone was wide open. Um, but will the Rams kind of bring us back to earth a little bit in one-on-ones? Uh, well, I mean, granted it wasn't the full starting complement of players for the Niners, but it wasn't our starting players either. Yeah. And like we talked about many times, your pressure up front helps your secondary and you have a guy that you can't, like take a degree back. Oh yeah, it's a he's a second stringer, but our first stringer is like our first stringer is so much better than the normal first stringers. Mm-hmm. Putting him in there is going to be a big a big difference. So you have that plus you have the better pe- players in the secondary out there. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of the same, honestly. So the big story out of these joint practices between the Rams and the Raiders was what it always is: fights, fights. The Rams are always fighting. We got in fights two seasons ago in joint practices with Gruden. They got in a bunch of fights, the Rams, last season when they were in joint practices with other teams. Like Aaron Donald trying to kill somebody with his helmet. Like it's like Aaron Donald wasn't even practicing today. So it's like there could have been a homicide. That crazy motherfucker was in there. But uh, like, you know, the Rams are like the like the little guy in your crew that when he gets drunk, he starts getting well, he, feisty. He fucking violent to fight everybody. He just starts getting, he's like, starts feeling it, you know? It's like, oh, we're in joint practices. It's like, what doesn't really like, I'm not really going to get fined. You know, these penalties don't matter. This is my chance to I really don't want to practice anyway. Yeah. It's like, it's like when you're, yeah, it's like when you're, like when you're at a house party versus at a, at like a restaurant, right? Like when you're at a house party, you get a little drunk, cause a little stir. Like you're not going to get, maybe you'll get kicked out, but they're probably not going to call cops. It's not like they're going to like take your credit card and bounce. It's not like you like paid a cover to get there. This is your opportunity to get feisty. And I feel like that's the Rams. The Rams are the, the drunk little guys of your crew. I think so. That's, that's a good analogy. Thank you. I got a lot. Of, I know a lot of drunk little guys. I'm almost one of them. <laughs> so, the, so the best fight was uh, Max Crosby and Cam Akers. So Cam Akers, according to reports, was had the ball and was kind of like breaking off. So it was like out of the box, kind of like ending the play a little bit. Max Crosby kind of sensing that the defense needed some energy, a little pissed off that the defense was kind of getting pushed around a little bit, depending on what report you believe, runs up to him and tries to punch the ball out, which is what we're looking for. Excuse me. That's what we want out of Max Crosby. Yeah. Like, all right, when you're that good, you need to make the plays and then some. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we need turnovers. Piece. Yeah, we need sacks. We need tackles for loss. We need you to punch those balls out. Cam Akers was not having it. Brawl ensued. 
and uh, Cam Akers got kicked out of practice because he threw a punch, and Max Crosby had to kind of like sit out the rest of the drills and just stand on the sideline. I mean, that's Max. Like, if you're Max Crosby, you're ne- like if you're if you're going if you're on the field and you're an offensive player against Max Crosby, you're never safe. Like, never assume that you're like, all right, we're gonna let up here because the play's almost dead. The play's never almost dead if you're Max Crosby. The play's dead when the whistle blows, then one second later. Yeah, play through the echo of the whistle. Mm-hmm. That's Max Crosby for sure. Yeah, man, it's um, if it if it was as as a, a heated uh, practice as it sounds, you you can't let up, mm-hmm. you know, and and you can't be mad at somebody trying to like you know make a play through the whistle. I think that's what you know. Cam Akers just got his feelings hurt, started to get a little pissy, and they sent him to his room. The uh, the post uh, post presser inter- or post practice interview, the presser with Crosby said, "Shit, I was doing what I do." He didn't like that, so he got what he got. It is what it is. I'm telling you, man. I tweeted this out like last week. Max Crosby trains with UFC fighters, like spars, with professional ass kickers. He's he's slowly morphing from a guy like a like an NFL player that trains some MMA to an MMA fighter that happens to play football. It happens like to be really, really good at football. He really yeah, it's just like a, yeah. He's like uh like Conor McGregor if he was 6'3" 240, right? Like he's it's becoming more and more fighter every day. And I'm here for it. Minus the hookers and cocaine. Let's hope so. Let's definitely hope so. Um Cam Akers chimed in on it. Look at this photo. Look at this great shot. The so lollipop cool. guild just trying to take down Max Crosby. <laughs> Dude, there's like, what, five guys? And Max is like, what's up? <laughs> like, I'll take you all. He's, a, he's, a, he's at least a helmet taller than everybody. I don't know who this guy is on the left, but he looks like he's my size. I'm 5'9". Yeah, he's that's... Like, that's the dude who's like, hey, yeah, 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 I'm helping. But he's like at least two guys away. It's like, hold me back, look, hold me back. I, I mean, yeah, exactly. He's the hold me back guy. He's like, oh, I tried to get in. You know what I mean? Like, I got, I got in there. He's the dude who gets really excited seeing a fight, and then once he shows up, he's just like, oh shit! Like, there's actual violence happening here. It's really happening. Let me hit the brakes. Let me hit these high tops. I love this photo. So sweet. Max is like, dude, wh- what's harder, one Sean Strickland or five football players? Dude, it's like it's like the coach in like a uh, uh, like an NJB or like youth basketball league. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, let's <laughs> play one on five. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you go to Kevin Durant's basketball camp and you pay like an extra thousand bucks, you get to play five on one against him at the end of the camp. That's basically draining it. buckets on you. God, I would love to see Max Crosby versus like five defensive backs from the Rams. They're probably receivers and running backs, but you get what I'm saying. Even worse. So Dean Thomas, um, longtime MMA pioneer, he's, he's on the broadcast, and I host a radio show with him on Sirius. He says, no, no sport knows how to fight less than basketball players, and number two are football players. Because you'd think football players would be able to fight. Because it's a tough sport. It's a collision sport, right? It's like, no, they can't throw a punch for shit. They're used to having helmets, shoulder pads, just always being the biggest dudes around. They can't fight. Hmm. You know who was uh, who can fight? Figure skaters. 
is there a joke behind this or is this like no. a real i was i'm waiting so, for a punchline who was it it was it was like brian boitano or elvis stoico one of those old school dudes mm-hmm. he was getting made fun of by this uh hockey player and i guess he didn't know that he was like this like fucking eighth degree like karate black belt and he just freaking punched him and knocked him out okay so one figure skater can hey man it's the only one i know <laughs> he, he, he knocked out a hockey player <laughs> I know Tanya Harding was like a crazy bitch. She could probably fuck you up. Oh, uh, yeah. She'd take like her freaking blade off and, and, and stab you with it. She's seen some action for sure. Like, she'd be the first one to like break the beer bottle on the bar and just like shove it in your face, casino style. Uh, his little girl, Frankie. Is that a little girl? Yeah, kind of like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that from? Well, I, I, I kind of gave it away. Hey, come on, man. I, I, I can't ask the question after I say it. Uh, they didn't catch it. All right. What a gruesome shot, too. It's like spurting. They go to that black and white, that close up black and white. Yeah, we can take that pin and shove it up your ass. (laughs) What are they going to do? Muscle Nikki? Nikki was was the muscle. muscle. K-Makers chimed in on Twitter. Uh, Somebody asked him what it was I got. Anybody with eyes saw what happened. Dead It looks like nothing happened. (laughs) We just saw the photo. It looked like it was five on one and Max was holding his own. Did you like punch him in you the know balls? What it's and a look, it looks like it looks like Cam Akers is like really trying to fight, mm-hmm. and then like like Max is holding him, and be like, "Hey, hey, look at this guy! He's trying to fight right. me! Look at him!" He's, he's about to give him a noogie. He's like, "Ah, I'm just kidding! Ah, you little little rascal! Oh, you yeah, you're getting there. When did ah, you you're okay. Hey, we'll get some snow cones after you played hard. Yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> How can Max Crosby? I, I have him in the highest esteem, and I think he's cooler and cooler every week. God, he's so glad. It's just the more you know, you know? The more you find out about the guy. Uh, So some quick injury updates. Um, Mostly good news. Devontae Adams, we saw him um, last week kind of come up limping after he bumped into a player in the joint practice with the 49ers. According to Levi Damien, Devontae Adams definitely looks 100% working in team sessions with no issues. Just caught a pass on a dig. That was uh, this morning, Wednesday morning. And then I don't think anybody was overly worried, but it's Devontae it's freaking nice Adams. Out there, yeah. yeah, so if he has a hangnail, we're going to be following the story daily because it's Devontae Adams, but that's good to see. Um, other ones were the big one, Tyree Wilson, activated. Off the physical and unable to playlist. He did not do uh, any of the joint practices. He didn't even do team drills. He only did individual drills, which isn't the most optimal news, but the good news is, is he's off up. And so he's in there working. So, and again, we talked about a hundred times, like bring him in slow. We didn't draft him to like be an all-star day one for us and rush through the injury. Like he's the goal is he's going to be a cornerstone of this defense for the next 10 years. Like bring him along. You know, I'd hate for him to miss week one, but if the doctors say like he can, you know, he can really risk aggravating the injury again. Don't do it. Nope. Individual drills. Let him go. And he's learning. Max Crosby says he's asked him a million questions and that's what you want to hear. Uh, bad news. Dylan Parnum didn't practice. Remember, it looked like he had a concussion on Sunday, so he didn't play. Uh, Chandler Jones, Nate Hobbs, Britton Brown, McClendon Cur- Curtis, and Brandon Faison also, none of them participated. Rookie tight end Michael Mayer was back, worked back in slowly. 
and he did do team drills, unlike Wilson. And Hunter Renfro, had, we didn't know why he was out. He just was out for a little bit. Could have been – he's not old enough to get the kind of like veteran rest yet. I don't think. He looks old enough. Maybe maybe he just right. tricked them by his hair by his hair, you know? Like, eh, <laughs> this guy's he just, old. Give him a couple days. He just pulled up in a minivan in that hairline. They're like, all right, let's give dad a break. You yeah, know? him and him and Kirk Cousins with that Astro van. Just dad botting it. Has some like some sketchers on or something. Yeah, remember those sketchers fucking plump ups that I like, could plump up your butt cheeks? Like yeah. <laughs> Howie Long's been pimp. Is, is Howie Long still do those Skechers commercials? Yeah, those wide ones. You just slide them in, dude. Wide just the, just dadding so hard. It's like Howie Long's a weird one because he's such a badass and he did the cool movies. Still got the flat top, the supermodel wife, not supermodel, but super actress wife. Right? He's 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 older though, right? He's, he's old as hell. Sixties, super old. But like, does he still pull off the cool? Right? Yeah. Like, but that's my point is like, how are you giving him Skechers dad shoes? Dude, freaking Snoop Dogg's doing Skechers commercials. Snoop Dogg does every commercial that's ever been offered to him ever. That like, fool is, be like, is cashing in on everything. Everything, dude. Like if I was like, hey, Snoop Dogg, I want to do an advertisement for um, this like coaster that I put my beers on. I'll give you 10 grand. Like done. Done deal. Don't care. He sold out so long ago and just cashed yeah, in. Yeah, he sold out hard, dude. It's one of those things where like, I'm almost, I'm not happy Tupac was taken away from us so early, but the silver lining is that he was gone before he could truly sell out, you know? Otherwise, you he'd be what? selling it's, Dr. Pepper and shit. It's like that. And like, when you look at like bands, like, okay, we're from Long Beach, right? So like, it's like Sublime. They, they, they were the type of band that there's no way they, they could have made it big. Because they're just like such supreme fuck ups that they would have just ruined it for themselves. So it's like it's kind of like it sucks that they had to disband like so soon, but you know, you get you just get a bunch of hits. Well, it's weird. Like you know, it fell apart because of a heroin overdose, and so it's like okay, that's why they're going down. But they weren't even like on the rough side of tracks part of Long Beach. Like he grew up on no, the peninsula. Go on shore. They were like in the yeah, nice part. On, on the peninsula, like the yeah. nice part of Long Beach, like on the water. And still they're just like, all right, life's too tough. Let me chase the dragon. I yeah, I guess they were like uh the, the their their biggest break before uh Bradley Knoll died was they got on a on a Lollapalooza or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they ended up like uh Xeroxing all like the backstage passes, so like half a Long Beach was like backstage. And like, dude, everyone's gotta get the fuck out. You guys fucked this up for everybody. Everybody gone. Like shit, like that, dude. Like, come on, man. Like, you, it's your your freaking big big tour, you know? They're still Long Beach to the core. Like, I was, you know, they're from oh, the dude. nice part, but they're still LBC as it gets. I don't know. I just feel like Howie Long. He's just like he's still too cool to do Skechers commercials. Like, it doesn't make it. Like, it's just too weird. Like, I mean, are they are they, tr- are they trying to cool up Skechers? Them. I mean, you know that he wears them if he's doing the commercials. He's sixty three, and he's a football player, so you know he needs like he needs, he needs that comfort. But he's like a bajillionaire; like he would that, not. That's be why you can wear sketches and don't have to worry about it. Like, what do you give a fuck? I can fucking buy and sell you ten times. Yeah, well, you don't see Tom Brady wearing sketches. You will. You, see, you will. You will. When, when he's Howie Long's age, he's gonna be wearing. Listen, Skechers. man, I'm not at a front. I don't own sketches. But I've tried some on, 
and they were ugly as fuck, but they were comfortable as hell. So the uh, you know those the rock shoes that are sponsors in the UFC? Oh, ugly. So when our PA girl, like our you know backstage kind of organizer girl, was giving them to talent, you know here here John Anik here you know just uh, Daniel Cormier here whoever, I was like, hey, where's mine? Like joking because I'm just a stage manager. She's like, well, what size are you? I'm like ten and a half. She's like, that's perfect. Justin Gaethje wore a pair for a photo shoot. Like he just put them on. Did the photo shoot, took him off and left. So you can, he was a 10 and a half. So you can have him if you want, but you know, they're used. I'm like, they were used by Justin Gaethje. I'd pay 10 times as much for him. Give him here. So I got to, I wear a pair of Justin Gaethje worn the rock shoes. Do they have any of his size 12s laying around? I'll ask. Like, Alex I'm sure, I'm sure not a lot of people wear a size 12 in the UFC. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of guys, right? Middleweights, light heavyweights. There's some big boys. Yeah. You'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised. Like some of these bigger guys, I'm like, what size studio you wear? 11? Like, for real? I just got really wide feet. I'm really only like a nine in length, but I'm a ten and a half in girth. That's you tell them. So you yeah. tell them. Ten and a half in girth, baby. It's true. That's why I can only wear um, the square-toed cowboy boots. Mm. Too wide. Every, every male, adult male in my family, wears a size 12, no matter how, how, how tall they are. They wear a size 12 shoe. Because you guys are broke, you guys just like share shoes. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm actually a nine. Oh, I'm actually a 13. man. It's like, it's like sisters that borrow each other's clothes no matter what size they are. My they cousin, his two kids, my brother, my other cousin. Shit. All those fuckers wear size 12s. That's like me and my brothers. We all have the exact same hairline. Like, not one of us is like more bald than the other. We're all just like, and I'm. Five years older than my youngest brother. I'm one year, three year, three year, or one year, three year, five year, and we're all exactly the same. If I can keep up with my youngest brother, I feel like that's a win. You just gotta punk him. Like, what's up? Yeah, or I'm just taller than him, so they can't see how low it is. You know what I mean? Maybe I just maybe that's maybe are I, you maybe I have tall, to. Are you the tallest one? Colin and I are about the same. Colin might be a little like a half inch taller than me. But I'm definitely taller than he's Michael. Still, he's like smaller frame too. Well, and that's the other thing. I'm definitely the net. So that's why I could always beat up all my brothers at any time. One, I'm the oldest, and two, I'm naturally bigger. Yeah, they're thinner than you are. So it was always easier. To Badass. I was able to punk on my brothers. Broad shoulders, <laughs> big balls, wide Stop. feet. As we discussed earlier. This shit. Uh, so let's look back on the uh, the Raiders Niners joint practice real quick because what, the last thing we did was an immediate reaction post show and we're all jacked up, got some booze in our system, we're all excited about a thirty four seven you know win and it's optimism season. The preseason's optimism season. You look at your entire team through rose colored glasses. We have all of the actual season for reality to slap their dick off our foreheads. But right now it's optimism season. That's where we were. We're super jacked and. I think with good reason. Aiden O'Connell was lights out. Defense was playing great. Um, everything was awesome. The narrative, the national narrative out of that game was obviously about Trey Lance, right? Third overall pick, you know, in the spot, he was, you know, he's getting re replaced as starter by Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy. One of the, you know, one of the biggest busts in a long time. This is his last gas. Is he even going to be the backup? Is he even going to be the number two quarterback? Darnold or the Niners better. this season, right? With Sam Darnold out there. So the national narrative was Trey Lance is terrible. Trey Lance is a bust. That's why the Raiders D looks so good. 
I went back and rewatched, and I think, I think there is some truth to that narrative. Trey Lance looked really bad. He looked. He didn't look good at all. He looked. He's supposed to be the athletic quarterback. He looked slow. His decision making was awful. It was really bad. It was. It was brutal. He missed. He missed a lot of second window throws. That if he would have just had more better vision, um, he would have had. He hit a couple of them. We were all stoked on the on the four sacks that we got, two in the first drive. At least two of those sacks, it was you know it was a good play by the by the end or tackle or whoever you know whoever on the Raiders it was a good play, but it was a play that Trey Lance should have got the ball out, should have made a read, didn't. I don't want to take away the joy that we had in watching our for the last two decades awful defense show some life and show some spirit and have some energy. And in the end, it might be good. Maybe a little confidence booster is nice, right? Th- Shovel Trey Lance and, and, and Sam Darnold didn't look much better either. Yeah, he looked better. He looked better, but not like it wasn't like oh wow. The defense, the offense found new life, right? And it was like oh, it was all on Trey Lance. And and again, I think maybe overall it's a good thing get a little confidence booster for a young defense coming together and it's been bad for so long. But I think there's a lot. I think there's a fair amount of truth to that. Did the Raiders look great or did Trey Lance look terrible? Trey Lance definitely looked terrible, especially on second review. Yeah, he he definitely played played pretty bad. But when you also have somebody who maybe is a little bit slower at processing and you're speeding them up because the rush is good, mm-hmm. you're 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 playing a part of that. You're playing you're, a you're role exacerbating the issue that you want to. Exactly. You're 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 fanning those flames to make it a little hotter for them. So I wouldn't say necessarily it's all that, but that's that's generally how we have to play anyway. Mm-hmm. We have to make the quarterbacks uncomfortable with our passers because that's the strength of our defense. And then you know we have to have these opportunistic uh, DBs. So, um, I the reason why I was able to take something good away from it is because it's how we want to play, mm-hmm. which is pressure up front, linebackers flying to the ball, DBs just flying around, getting staying sticky. You know, get, keep, keep your hands in the lanes. Uh, even though it was you know backups against backups, you don't normally see backups being taught different things than the starters. They're all being coached the same way. So you can assume that the same thing is going to happen when the starters get in there. It's just maybe a little bit higher talent. If the 49ers went to the Raiders today, right this second, if they called right now and said, hey, we'll trade you Trey Lance for Aiden O'Connell straight up. I wouldn't do it. Now, I know you want to say that right now, right? We're all really high on Aiden O'Connell. We just got done dumping all over Trey Lance. Number three overall. Or was Aiden the last pick of the fourth round? Look, fourth rounder in the very last pick. So I know that's your instant number, reaction. He was, hey, hang on. He was the number three overall pick. This is why I thought about this. Okay. He was the number three overall pick. He played almost no college football. Yeah. He, right, he, set out, he set out the COVID year. He played one year. Okay. And it's like, okay, he's just going to take time to develop. Well, he's had time to develop, and he's still making the same mistakes that he made when he was in college. So it's like, how much better is this kid going to get as opposed to you have good raw tools with Aiden O'Connell. If you coach him up, he may not have the potential high ceiling, but he doesn't have that that floor that Trey Lance has either. A lot higher floor. And when you have weapons now in, that, that you have in the NFL, I mean, look, if Aiden O'Connell would, would have gone, would have left Purdue after his junior season, he would have been a lot higher pick, a lot higher. Think of how crazy that is, though, that a guy 
got third overall and a team traded three first round picks for, we wouldn't take over the last pick of our fourth round. Pretty nuts. That's pretty yeah, nuts. Man, yeah, we, you know, but the thing is, is if you're looking at, look, you're looking at his stats. Okay, his stats were great. But look at the level of competition he was playing against, number one. And also the amount of competition, like how often, how long, how, how much did he play? Well, you look at Aiden O'Connell, where he still did really well against far superior competition. Let me ask you this. Most of the times, the worst team on the field. Almost always. Yeah. Uh, almost always the worst supporting cast. But let me, let me ask you this, though. So I, I'm not making a case for it. I'm making a discussion. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm talking myself into it. I don't know. If I made you that offer before Sunday, before that first preseason game, would you have taken it? We go and it's straight up. Straight up. I think it's. I, I think, think I'm the wrong person. Do. I think I'm the wrong right. person to ask because I watched a lot of tape on Farva. I watched a lot of tape on Farva right after we did the like pre-draft show mm-hmm. where we named him Farva. I'm like, I want to watch more tape on this guy, and I did. And I'm like, man, this guy. He seems good. I mean, he made it to the Big Ten championship game. Um, what am I missing With here? Purdue. With Purdue. Purdue. And I'm like, oh, man, he looks good. But and then I started watching his junior year tape, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy can do it. And you think yeah. it was yeah. the exact same thing. It looked the same. The way he played, it was what, what I always say, the ball's out, out on time. He knows where to go with the ball. It's accurate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it's it's the same thing that he played, the same way he played. We fell in love with Aiden O'Connell for the wrong reasons, but we stayed in love with him for the right reasons. We're just like, oh, sweet. This guy looks like Farva. That'd be awesome. Let's draft him late. We need a developmental quarterback. Fuck it. It's and like, then we watch like him. The, we're just the like, movie Moonstruck. Yeah. It's like Aiden O'Connell's like the uh, like the stripper you fall in love with because you got fake tits and amazing blowjob. And then you stick with her for six months and she moves in. You realize she could cook. She has a heart of gold. Clean. She's got I like a, a whore with a heart of gold, but you end up being a whore with a regular whore's heart. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that from? I, I don't even know. I gotta look oh, that one up. Good, I'll tell you. Let me know in the comment section. Yeah. Tell, me, tell me off air. But yeah, that's, that's Aiden O'Connell. Like, it, and, and I think also it's maybe a time for us to hit the brake pedal a little bit, where it's because like it was one preseason game. Trey Lance is coming off of injury. Aiden O'Connell's you know first time doing anything. And that's how much it swayed public opinion, where it would have been a no-brainer, right? And also, most of the masses don't know who the fuck Aiden O'Connell is. Like, how many people are watching Purdue on a regular basis? Not many. Dude. How many people were like... You know, you know who was saying a lot of good things about Aiden O'Connell before his last game, or before the preseason game, was Dan Patrick, because he's a big Michigan guy. And he's yeah. like, man, he, he put up the fear of God in me when he played him in the championship game, because he single-handedly kept him in that game. And, you know, he was talking about how this kid, the, the way that, he, the way that, and I, I can't impress enough this, this point, the way he played in college with far inferior talent is the same way he played here. So it's like, it's not like he was pressing or he was nervous or he, or the moment was too big for him. He just played his game and he just had all he knows. better that's weapon. All he know, that's all he knows is d- yeah. d- uh, defensive lineman in his face, uh, yeah. wide receivers that can't get separation. You know, carrying with that the pump team. they can duck under and, and, yeah. compl- and you know throw the ball away, but you get a penalty. You know, it's he's like a really tough, like youngest brother of five. 
You know, like he knows all the tricks because he's been, he's had to survive his entire childhood with everyone bigger and stronger around him and just trying to scrap and not die. That's Aiden O'Connell. If you know where to go with the football, right, and you're accurate and you get the ball out quickly, you can play a long time in this league. Yeah. And you can win a lot of games too if you have the right talent around you. And we just happen to have a lot of good talent on that side of the ball. So are you completely riding off Trey Lance? Not that, you know, this is a Raiders podcast, but. It's, it's because it, because if we would have asked that question, we, would have, before, we should have seen something by now. If we would have asked that question before Sunday, I think ninety nine point nine nine percent of everyone would make that trade. Aiden O'Connell for, for Trey Lance. Now it's like everyone's like, nope, he's he's done. Trey Lance did is he, a bust. Did he even use his athleticism at all? Did he even run at all? Like the extent? I thought Arnold looked more athletic than he did. Exactly. And that's that was his big, big his the the the, the lure of him is like oh he's athletic one he preseason game, three two and but a half dude, quarters it, of preseason but, football. But that's that that's his time to shine. Okay, how much more time is he going to get? He you know Shanahan already said yeah Purdy's my number one, like that's it. Everyone else is fighting for backup, and he puts that on tape. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I, look, I, I'm not. Look, what do I say? Production over. Uh, potential. Yeah. He's got potential, but you go, you put it on film and like, where is it? More of the point I'm trying to make is how, how, like the polar opposites of how big of an impression you can make good or bad in one game where you're like, no, the, the last pick of the fourth round of a, of a no name quarterback. I'd rather keep him than a guy that a team traded three, a, a good franchise. Not like, John Gruden made this trade to pick him third overall. Like a, a good, a, you know, a solidly one run 49ers organization. It was like, no, we're going to trade our future for this dude. And we're like, no, fuck him. We'll take Farva. He ain't it. Pretty wild. I want, the, I want Farva, baby. Uh, so speaking of him, uh, PFF did their grades of the highest graded um, offensive rookies in week one. Look who's on top. Look at that. Look at that mug. That beautiful landfill mug. Aiden O'Connell scored a 92.3. And then Dalton Wagner of the Raiders, random lineman for us, pushing almost 90. That's beautiful to see. Now, you know how I feel about PFF. It's normally for like a second string lineman I'd never heard of. And I just want like a quick look. You know what I mean? I just want to like, hey, Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I'm not going to spend 45 minutes watching tape on like the Eagles backup safety. That's just another time. That's basically all for me. That's what the value of it is. But it's worth taking a look at. Well, this is but this is kind of weird. Like Fotheringham scored higher than both these guys, and he didn't make this list. Which is so he's not a rookie. Like, isn't he? No. He's not. I told you he was on the team last year. Oh. He was in the practice squad last year. Shows what I know. That explains it. <laughs> I fucking told you this last week. You don't listen to me, RJ. What? You don't <laughs> fucking asshole. Fathering him. God, I hope he makes the team. Yeah, he's 25 years old. Holy shit. He's from San Clemente. He's from our neck of the woods. Our neck of he, the woods? That ain't my neck of the woods. Your neck of the woods. I ain't Southern California. You, know, you I, I grew up 12 miles south of you. Excuse me. You're, or, you're in the curtain. You're behind the curtain. Fucking ain't right I am. Not anymore. Now I'm on the border. That's how little of an impression he made on me. Didn't even know he was on. I didn't even know he was on the practice squad last year. With a name like that, Cole Fotheringham. He looks kind of like uh, like Bodie from uh, Point Break. 
There's so many great, you know, how like you have um, uh, Raiders social media and he's like a lot of work. There's so much potential with a guy like that. Have him be like a monocle salesman, making beef Wellingtons for people. Have him in like a, a tuxedo as like a butler for Jimmy G or something like that. Cole, fa- no fathering ham. I'll be taking my sherry in the study. It's too great of a name. Yeah, we got to keep him. We got to keep him around. We got to just for the name. And I think we'll fall in love with him the same way we did with Farva. Like we fell in love for the wrong reason, but we stayed with them for the right reason. I mean, he ran good routes. He got separation. He played well. So played great. Played great for a guy I didn't even know was on our own, our own practice squad. Was he just last season, or we have him for longer than that? I think it was just last season. Just last if I'm season. not mistaken. Uh, so the the Rams are in a uh, practice sessions with us because we play them on Saturday, uh, Saturday six o'clock here on the West Coast in uh, in Los Angeles. It'll be at SoFi. What are we looking for, Soto? What do we want to see? What do we expect to see? Are there questions that are going to be answered? Certainly, um, I doubt we'll see any more starters play than we saw against the Niners. I can't think of a single player that we will see that we didn't last week that would be a starter. I can't, or like potential starter. Maybe a DB or two that's fighting for a start. But um, what are you looking for? That's so fine. I'm just looking for a lot of the same. Same energy. Okay. I'm looking for uh, you know pressure defensively, uh, and I'm looking for that same that same uh, uh, recipe: mm. pressure up front, fly hands on the ball uh, in the secondary. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, defensively, I want to make sure that it wasn't just Trey Lance being trash, and that's why we look so good. Like your cat that you're pointing at, he's about to lick his nuts. There we go. There you yep, go. That's a like. Could you, could you tell he was about to lick his yeah, nuts with a look in his eyes? Yeah. Okay. It's like when a dog starts doing like the little low squat, you know he's going to take a dump. Yeah. How he did was, you know your cat was going to lick his balls? He was just walking along your TV and you immediately knew he was going to lick his it. balls. I know I know I know his his, his routine. <laughs> yeah, see that? He's licking his lips now. He's like, mm, balls taste like, good." Mm, delicious. Got to make sure you get it all. <laughs> How did you know? He was just walking along your TV it's stand. Just the look he had on his face. You can just tell. You yeah, can just look see at his eyes. Bath time. It's bath time. But you knew he was going right to the nuts. Just by you were. I knew it. You didn't even. You weren't even looking back at him. You were looking at your own monitor with a picture of him as you're looking at yourself, and you're like, "Yep." My cat, he's my, yeah, he's he's my boy, man. He's my son. What do you want? Then my I got cat's gonna be on vacation here. right now. Can't see that guy. His legs wide open. You have a better relationship with your cat than I did with any ex-girlfriend. Very intimate. Uh, very, very intimate. They don't talk back. I envy it. Uh, the other, the uh, the things I want to see is to make sure that Trey Lance wasn't the reason our defense looked great, right? I want to see you know another another scheme, another quarterback. Is it going to be a guy that's going to hold the ball forever, be unathletic? And it's all right. Let's see if it was you know what was the catalyst why our defense only gave up seven points and played so good because the defense did drop a lot of interceptions. Um, some sacks were just there, like, you know, kind of easy sacks. I want to see, see differently. And then Aiden O'Connell, less of a question because with O'Connell, even if he was playing a bad defense, a flat defense, that doesn't, that doesn't affect like when there was pressure, he responded well. 
there was one sack he gave up where he, he had almost no hope. I don't think Michael Vick was going to get out of that. Um, but other than that, he faced some pressure, was able to do a, a good throw off his back foot. He was able to elude a couple guys. Um, he was accurate. He threw guys open. All kind of things that are maybe less defense dependent and just like, do you have that skill or do you not? Right. But mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, make sure it wasn't a one night wonder. Because again, all we've seen is three quarters of Aiden O'Connell. That's it. Right. Yeah. Let's if that see momentum if, keeps if going. that sound play can continue. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to see who they rotate a defensive tackle because I think that's yeah. the big, the biggest question as far as liability on the defense is linebackers. But the biggest question is if they if they have the potential to get their act together and they can drastically improve our defense, I think that's defensive tackle. And I want to see some fucking turnovers. I want to stop seeing balls bouncing off chests and hands of our DBs. That would be nice, especially when that's like the brunt of what this defense wants to be really aggressive swarming defense that gets turnovers. Yeah. That kind of defense will give up some big plays every now and then maybe we'll be at a position here and there really creative offensive schemes can beat over aggressive teams. Okay. If that, if that's how our defense loses, I, I am happy to accept that. But if we lose because balls are bouncing off of our chests and we're not getting these turnovers we're in position for yeah, that's tough. That's going to be an issue. That's, that's going to be an issue. So, so what's, so what's our list? Um, uh, is you know, Aiden, Aiden O'Connell, O'Connell continuing right. um, solid play. defensive tackle play continuing. Is that is that pressure rate because of Trey Lance sucks or is that because of us and uh, turnovers that are falling in our bread baskets? We're not shitting it. Yeah, we got we got to finish those turnovers, my man. Those are the big ones. We're gonna do some what up win backs, yes, sir. Nine Spartan 40. Looking forward to Soto's gay Spanish episode. Why is talking about how you want to do an episode in Spanish for uh, Raider Nation? That doesn't make any sense. Like, why does it have to be gay? I was thinking more like if it was gay, it'd be a cat involved. It was kind of a gay ep- a minute we just did right there because we watched your male cat lick his ball sack. I don't know. I don't know. That one kind of weirded me out. I'm like, why does it have to be gay if it's in Spanish? I think that's a hint, hint. You need to start your OnlyFans because you got at least one subscriber. Nine Spartan 40. I mean, I'd be upset if you didn't. Morton Bratholum, 7552. Uh, the more I saw of Zeus, the more I realized how much we need Josh Jacobs. I think we start McCormick before Zeus. No. So we were, we were, I think we were happy more or less with Zeus. Um, I think it looked better in real time than when we went back 3.3 yards per carry. Not great. Um, we know what he is and what he isn't trying to be on the outside. Little shimmy, little shake, not his game. There's your hole. Hit it as best you can. Pretty good. He also was playing with the second string offensive lineman. Yeah, but against second string defensive linemen and linebackers, like that's kind of a wash, right? Not necessarily. If you can't block the guy in front of you the way the uh, the the first string offensive lineman can, it's not. It's not like it's a level playing field just because they're second string. Well, if you're just using broad terms, it does, right? Like it's. I mean, but we're not. not we're not looking one. at it in broad terms. We're looking. We have to look at it from that. From because look, he had a lot of good runs against the same first team defense. He was doing really well with the first-team offensive line and the first-team defense. So when you look at that... Last year or when? No, during the joint practices. 
Yeah. So, I mean, he had he had, he either had a lot. They were like five yard runs, nine yard run, or it was like no game. Look, me and Soto are not saying get rid of Josh Jacobs. He sucks. We don't want him play Zeus. It's no. never even been remotely close to what we're saying. It's is it worth paying ten times as much for Josh Jacobs over Zeus? That's that's the question that we're asking. Is 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 it worth that number? Like if Zeus can get eighty five the production of Jacobs, that's a net win for us. That extra that ten million dollars that's that's a pro bowler for us. That's a pro bowl linebacker. That's a, a that's like that's a lot of money that could do a lot of good with a lot of holes on our team, specifically on defense. That's all we've been saying. Like we're gonna like if Josh like, if we trade Josh Jacobs and we get something great and Zeus plays well. We are still going to miss Josh Jacobs. Raider Nation, let's make this abundantly clear. Even if we get, we save $10 million, we get a great trading partner for him, we trade him to the, to the NFC, a team we rarely ever play, we get a great haul, White plays great. Even if all those things happen, best case scenario, we are still going to miss Josh Jacobs. He's that good. He's that good. But you know what's undefeated? Math, economics. That if we keep Josh Jacobs and paying ten million, and our linebackers get blown up every single game, and people rush over two hundred yards on us every game, we're gonna think, what if? What if we had picked up a Pro Bowl linebacker or or, or any other position with that kind of money? I mean, the way it's going now, he's just, he needs to hurry up and sign that tag. Because he's not going to get that money anywhere else. No one's paying that kind of money for running backs. What did Dalvin Cook just get? Like six mil? No, he got eight. I mean, eight? up to eight, eight and a half. Right, it was like six thing, guaranteed, and, and, right? Up to eight. And, and, and you, look, Dalvin Cook may have not have had the as good as a one single season, but you can't tell me that he hasn't been more consistent. Yeah. And he's not that much older than Jacobs. So I'm like a couple years older. Like 27 now, maybe? Dalvin Cook is 28. Hmm. Just turned 28 six days ago. Just turned 28 six, less than a week ago. I mean, Hmm. you don't think there's one team that would pay Jacobs 10 mil? No. Not one team? Nope. Not one team wanted to pay Dalvin Cook 10 mil? Yeah. But they were going to pay him eight and a half. You don't think one team will pay Jacobs? No. No. Because only one year. So, well, what, what do we say about one year contract? A su- a Super Bowl chaser, maybe. Just kind of goes in on him. Do Super Bowl chasers have that kind of money laying around? The ones that sell the future for the now. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like, do it, just do what the Rams do, right? If you're, if you're chasing a Super Bowl, you make the money, you find the money, right? Yeah. Uh, Boogie's Moolab, 4031. We're talking about uh, county fairs. Fresno County Fair is famous for people getting beat up, shot, or stabbed. LOL. But I fuck with the funnel cakes and horse races. That's right. That's right, Boogie. Funnel cakes. The Mexican donut. So Funnel good. cake and horse races. I went to uh, the pig races at the county fair last week. Surprisingly fun. But all I can think about whenever I see them is just like, mm, future bacon. Mm, there's not one animal that's 
as intelligent, as adorable, makes as good of a pet. I can, just can't look at him as a companion. I just look at him like, oh my god, that's I look at him as food. That's a delicious pork chop. Like you're adorable. Yeah, future pork belly. I had a friend of a friend as a kid who had a pet pig. And I, didn't, I don't live like in rural area. Like they kept him in the garage, like let him out in the backyard, like dog. And he did tricks, did all kinds of cool shit. And he was a cool, cool pet. And he was delicious. But even as a kid, I was just like, oh my God, that's future bacon. I can't wait. And I'm an animal lover. Like I don't look at, you know, I could probably fall in love with um stripper. Do you eat strippers? What would happen if you ate a stripper? Stop. Your lips get all big. Nope. Perky. Not going there. You brought it up. No. I don't I know. Other animals that you said fall in love, and I said with a stripper. Other animals you can fall in love with that you potentially eat. I think I can be like, ah, I can't bring myself. Like a rabbit. You can eat rabbit. I think I'd probably fall in love with a rabbit before horse. I not eat it. Horse. I heard horse is a great protein, a really, really great meat. But because we're Americans, that's it's what, just like uh, stigmatized. That's what Alistair Overeem said. In the uh, in the Arctics, yeah. In like um, the Netherlands and shit. It's like just regular, like the way we eat cows. Just a good, solid protein. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I can bring myself to like take down a horse and eat it. Pig? Oh, no problem. That could be the most, even if it's a filthy animal, there'd be one charming ass pig. Yeah. No matter how charming that pig is, I'm eating it. He, he, he'll he look good with a freaking apple stuffed in his mouth. Oh, he's going to be a little rotisserie. You ever done one of those, like, you ever done those, like, eight hour rotisseries in the backyard? No. With a swine? I bet. Oh, man, I've been family. We buried him. Buried one's good, ground. too. Yeah. I just like watching it and just like watch like, oh my God, I can the see the juices just like falling all delicious. over each other. Yeah. <laughs> or when it's done, you just go off and you just pick the ear off and eat it. All right. That's it for us on the auto win bags for this episode. Uh, Soto will be solo for the post show on Saturday. Uh, there's a UFC pay-per-view, which I will be, uh, be having to work, but he will have you covered. And also, as we promised, um, we've been making empty promises for a while now, but you know, 80% of the work is in place. We're going to have brand new ways for you guys to get more involved with the Autumn Windbags. Um, should we give hints? I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking, nothing sure, earth-shattering, but we're going to have some swag coming up. We're going to have some membership stuff coming up. We're going to have ways for you guys to send in video questions. You can just send us like on your phone. Right, like we love the uh, the what up windbags comment sections, live chats. Those are all great. The super chats, we appreciate so much. Thank you all who send them. But we want to like hear. We want to see the the joy in your eyes when you're talking about Max Cross. No nudity, we please. We want to hear. Show us your cats licking their balls for Soto, so we can send them to his cats. Little cat Power. ball licking exchange. Well, yeah, exciting stuff. We want to make sure we had it going before the start of this season, and it'll be done. So we, got a way, we got ways for each other to um, get the win bags together. And until then, not going to live here with me. Bye.